1: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since nineteen fifty-two. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Mm. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad.
2: Wouldn't care.
1: We play some competitive sports once in a while, wouldn't? It? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. You know, it's funny. We talked about changing our opens to the Sports Sunday show, which we will do before it starts again. I don't want to change these opens. I love hearing the Wedding Crasher stuff every year when we start it over again. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that was in there. Would that make you love me? (laughs) It's one of my favorite scenes from that movie. I know. I love it so much. Le'Veon Bell, patient running. Looks like it's working better than last week so far. He's gotten two carries for like eight yards. So <laughs> it's about all, all he got last week. He had like four carries for nine yards or something crazy. I'm but, curious um, of who drafted David Johnson because I told everybody. Man, I feel it's, bad. It's going to be a bad one. If, if, if I win, hate it or love it today. I don't know why, man. Sorry, when I win, hate it or love it today. Um, that's my uh, 1045 plan segment is to commiserate those who drafted David Johnson. Because okay. He was a number one pick in many leagues. Luckily, I took Le'Veon Bell number one with my very pick. good. Um, he will still come back this year, but it'll be in like ten weeks. so good luck with that, everybody. We'll talk about that later. uh but yeah, I love that I love that when crashes stuff in our opens. I don't wanna change that ever. It's so perfect. I love it so much. uh, so the offenses in the nFL not great, <laughs> not great after week one. and I was actually looking back at the scores and it was worse worse than I remembered. um here's some of the uh. Total points scored. Now, some of them are bad teams, but just, you know, bear with me on this one. The Jets scored 12 points on, I believe, four field goals. The Bengals scored a whopping zero points in week one and then followed that up with scoring all field goals this week. No touchdowns in their loss to the Texans. The Texans last week scored seven points. This week barely scored a touchdown, but it was Deshaun Watson on a crazy touchdown run that got it in for them. Uh, You had the Colts last week score nine points. You had the Seahawks last week score nine points. You had the Niners and the Giants score three points each. I mean, it was ugly football all across the board. Even teams who scored in the 20s had a lot of ugly drives, a lot of ugly games. And we spent a lot of time talking about the NFL product because we've seen a decline in, in ratings a little bit this year, a little bit last year, right? And as much as we love the NFL here, and we really do, sometimes the product on the field the last few years has been really, really bad. It's been ugly play. It's been a lot of a lot of defense, which I guess is fun to watch, but not a lot of offense. And they keep making these rules to make it easier to score. And yet it seems like every single year we're seeing less and less consistent scoring, or at least certain teams will score a lot. But, you know, across the board, we're seeing less scoring. And... I just, it it's sad. Quarterback play is down. Offensive line play is down. Uh, the running game has been changing over the last few years into a really weird thing. Um, it's just been it's been bad. It was it was really bad
0: last week, and especially considering like it was a lot of the teams that nobody really considered those offensive juggernauts that were the ones that were putting up. You know, forty I mean, some odd points. Vikings the Chiefs 40. and the Vikings and uh, the the Rams had 40, uh, 46 points, and Philadelphia put up thirty. It's like these aren't teams that we're used to really seeing lighting up. And then so you look at the Patriots and they don't score in the second half. And then you look at what the um, the Packers did and what the Packers had. Shoot, I don't even know what kind of fine Green Bay seventeen to like that. nine. Th- those aren't Aaron Rodgers, you mm-hmm.
1: know. Scores against Seahawks defense against
0: the Seahawks defense, but even still, you expect Aaron Rodgers and that team to score at least 24 points against you know any team. You know, so it was it 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 was really strange. And you're thinking it's just a week one woes. You know, everybody really trying to work out the kinks. Still, that's weird though. You had four preseason games. Nobody's really hurt yet. Well, nobody plays in the preseason. These guys play two snaps, three snaps, and they might play some more in the third or fourth preseason game. But that's about it. There you go, Travis Kelsey. I have him on my team. I started him. Hopefully, he gets a touchdown because he gave me crap last week. Gotta but again, much like Travis Kelsey, you know, getting that long gain. Like the one thing about the fo- we're about football we're watching Red Zone here about the one thing about football and and really uh, about fantasy is people tend to panic. You know, that first week, the Patriots. The first ooh, week
1: is so hard.
0: It is. You, I don't know if anybody remembers, but this was the year that the Pats won in um, what uh, two year two years ago when they won Super Bowl forty nine. Uh, first game of the season was was against the Dolphins and they lost yeah. like 24-13 to the Dolphins. And then week four, they went out there and played this uh these Kansas City Chiefs and were waxed in Kansas City. So what I'm saying is, man, just don't panic. If your team looks bad right now, unless you're the Raiders, or excuse me, unless you're the uh the 49ers or the the Browns, even if you're the Browns and the 49ers, you have something to look look forward to, don't panic. Quite yet. Now I think these bad, I think these bad offenses are just, you know, teams working, working things out. Sometimes that starter that's starting right now probably won't be the starter for the next couple of weeks. Maybe that guy on the bench is just a little bit better than him. So we'll see,
1: we'll see what happens. I think a lot of this has to do with the way college football offenses have changed. And it's not about necessarily the quarterback play, which is has been bad a lot of the a lot of the times recently. But like this year, there's a lot of quarterbacks who are supposed to be good in the NFL. You know, you've got Josh Allen, who we've seen not play great the first few weeks. But Josh Allen, you have got Sam Darnold, you got Josh Rosen, you've got uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting others. I mean, you've got Justin Herbert, you've got Jake Browning, all in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. right? You've got Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma. You've got a lot of Lamar guys. Miller and or, yeah. Lamar, Lamar, Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, excuse me. Uh, guys who could be good in what uh, once you get. into the nfl but i'm I'm not even thinking about that and we talked about this a little bit over the week but it's true it's the offensive line play that is causing the issues here it's offensive lines that are built to be smaller and faster excuse me to run up-tempo offenses in college football and yet in the nfl almost nobody runs up-tempo offenses Mm -mm. and even if you do you need to be bigger because guess what the defenders are freaking huge so I think you're seeing a lot of really bad offensive line play, which is leading to more injured quarterbacks, which is leading up to a lot of backups playing. We saw a lot of backups play last year. And it's leading to just overall bad offense. And Have you noticed how how much smaller offensive linemen are
0: now than what they used to well, be? Of course. You know, it's, it's really, it's, it's it's super strange. Like the, you, you're, you're used to, you know, those big bodies up front, but now they're all so slim fit. To where it's like I, I, I'm. There's no wonder that some of these quarterbacks are really running for their life. Like Cam Newton is the biggest person on his team. Jameis Winston looks like he's the biggest person on his team right now. So I mean I think that kind of has a, a lot to do with it. It's just some of these guys for these, you know, faster NFL offenses that they're trying to run. Like some of them just just aren't big. Aren't I don't want to say aren't big enough. But you can tell we talked about it. There's four good offensive lines in football. Possibly five, but we were struggling to name the name the five. You know, so the Dallas Cowboys have a great line, the Steelers have a great line. Uh, um, now, now it starts to get kind the of the Titans it, have it, a good the line. The Titans have a pretty have a, have a pretty good line, uh, but after that, the, the, I think the can, can, how, how many great offensive lines can you name? I can't name. There's not few. a lot. There's
2: not a lot. Yeah. No, you 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 basically have, you have Philly has a good line, um, Tennessee, yeah Dallas. Like that, there, there's. There's maybe six really good lines, then it, a significant drop off after that.
1: All right. Coming up next, let's dive into why the Seahawks offense in particular has been very poor and whether or not we think they'll be able to turn it around. That's one thing we've been worried about the whole preseason and last week. They barely got anything going on offense. So we'll talk about that next here on Football Sunday on 1080 to The Fan. Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 the fan. Red zones on the TV as we are into the second hour of our football Sunday show here today. We got Hater Leather coming up next. Uh, I can't remember who did I win last week. I think I did win last week, right? I think so. So I might be going for another three week in a row winning streak here absolutely no so and i'd like to talk about dustin johnson at the end or david johnson at the end so let's uh i gotta win again i want to talk about that segment and host the last segment of the show uh so that's coming up next make sure you keep tuned and uh give us points along with jesse on the uh, Bridgeport Bears text line at 55305 but we're talking about the bad offenses in the nfl and one that was particularly bad last week was the seattle seahawks offense and we've been talking about this throughout the preseason and saying the Seahawks defense looks amazing right they're they're definitely the best team in the NFC West yet we are very very nervous about the Seahawks offense here on football Sunday and we knew they signed Eddie Lacey and they kind of had a good committee looking like it was brewing and you know you get rid of Jermaine curse because you think Paul Richardson and Tyler Lockett are about ready to take over for that number two three spot Uh, Behind Doug Baldwin, you still got Russell Wilson. Well, it looks good, right? But you're nervous about it. And last week is the exact reason why you're nervous about it. The offensive line for the Seahawks is a literal joke. It is bad. And they've committed to it being bad, right? They trade Max Unger for Jimmy Graham, who's not working out still, by the way. Doesn't look good in the Seahawks offense. And they just don't want to spend money on the offensive line. They kind of go to the trash heap and see what they can get. They, they go and sign Luke Jokel, who was a top pick for the Jaguars, but was never good in Jacksonville. He looked awful last week, by the way. Effetti, who was one of their higher draft picks two years ago, or maybe it was last year, looked really bad last week against the Packers. Uh, their offensive line, if it stays this bad, I don't care how good the players are on the Seahawks offense elsewhere. They're not going to be good. Because Russell Wilson's going to be running for his life, the running backs are going to have no space, and that means none of the receivers are going to get the ball. It's going to be just ugly football. It's really bad. It's it's pretty it's pretty hard to watch,
0: you know. And especially because I'm one of those guys why I think Russell Wilson is kind of you know kind of a cornball. Uh, I do think he is an incredible quarterback. Um, I think he's he's I don't think anybody is asked to do as much for their team um, right now than Russell Wilson. Uh, he has to really carry the load, especially now if they don't have a dominant running game or, for that matter, even a good one. That offensive line gives him no help, absolutely no help. But it's not their fault because they're just not that good. They let go of their heart and soul and their best offensive lineman in Max Unger. And it got you Jimmy Graham, but you got a tight end who doesn't block who's more like a, a wide receiver. You know, So, again, Jimmy Graham hasn't been the same guy that he was when he had Drew Brees, a guy who throws the ball 50 times a game. So right now they 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 went out and you got Sheldon Richardson. Well, that's great because you just added to your defense, which was already great. As opposed to going out and making a move and getting yourself some offensive linemen, because that's where your that's where your weaknesses are, is right there along the offensive line. Left tackle is really bad right now, and these these bootlegs that they're trying to run, like they have to do it because Russell Wilson doesn't have a choice. You know, roll out, roll out, run for your life and hope. To God that you know you find an open Tyler Lockett or that you find uh, an open Doug Baldwin because that's the only way it things are going to work. So I, I feel I really feel bad for for Russell Wilson and like I said I'm not a Seahawks fan. I think anybody that listens to the show kind of knows that at this point. But I feel bad for that guy man because he's asked to do so much for that offense and it really it's all going to fall on his
1: shoulders and it sucks. Well, so so here's the thing though. So last week last week last year they had a bad offensive line as well, right? Russell Wilson got hurt. There was there was he was running around when he was healthy, yet he still had a really good offensive season. So despite how poor the offensive line is and despite how poor of a season uh, or a game, sorry, uh, that they had last week, I still think they should be okay on offense because you're right. Russell Wilson's has to do so much. But guess what? He can do so much. Yeah. Russell Wilson's really good. And he's really good running out and rolling out of the pocket, so if the if the offensive line breaks down, he's able to kind of still get some good passes out there. Doug Baldwin's still a good receiver. I do trust in Tyler Lockett, at least. I don't know about Paul Richardson yet, but I trust in Tyler Lockett. So I think they'll be fine, right? And their defense is good enough that if they don't score a lot, they should still be in games. But I don't know. That running back situation scares me, right? You need to have some balance. I'm just i just You so need to confused. have some – I'm just uh, – And it's confusing about
0: what they're doing on offense. Like, we already know the Seahawks don't have uh, great receivers. You know, I think there are people that are really in love with Doug Baldwin. I think he's a, a good receiver. I don't think he is great. I think the best receiver they had was Golden Tate, and they let him walk and go to uh, Detroit, where he's really become a Pro Bowl, you know, receiver since he's been gone. So, you don't have a great running game now that you don't have Marshawn Lynch, and you just kind of keep hoping that you can – have a running back by committee, and unfortunately, your committee is not, not very good. you know. And then on top of that, you don't have an offensive line. If you look around at all the teams that are really successful in the NFL, um, all the quarterbacks that are successful, is they have great offensive lines around them for the most part. Or good enough. For the most part, yeah. The Patriots' offensive line isn't great. Uh, it will break down sometimes. That's what's proven last week against the Chiefs. Absolutely. But it, it, it's proven that they can hold up when they're kind of supposed to in, in late-game situations. Um, you look at what the the Steelers—they're they're always going to be there every year because they have great offensive line play, which is why Le'Veon Bell is able to dance, you know, up the field all the time for for extra yards. You look at what Dallas is able to do. If you want to be a competitive team, like you have to be able to win the battle up front, and that's what the, that's the one thing the Seahawks can't do on defense. They're legit. They're as solid as can be. And I don't really think there's another defense that you can say really scares you in the NFL. Team defenses that are good, but the Seattle defense scares you. Their offense doesn't kind of invoke an inch of fear in you. And I think that's where teams are starting to lick their chops.
1: The running game is so important in the NFL. And I still think that's why we talked about the bad offensive line play last segment. And you, I mean, we we always tie things to fantasy here just because we like it a lot. But you know, you always draft running backs first in fantasy, right? Because it's a position of consistency for the most part. If you have a, if you have one of the top guys, but I, I look at the Seahawks and I and I think of how important the running game is, and I see Eddie Lacy, who looked as bad as he could have looked yesterday or last week in week one of the season. Um, Thomas Rawls hurt coming back this week, but has not exactly been good since the, uh, since the injury. Um, You had the Carson guy who actually looked okay last week, but you need to have at least some semblance of a running game. And you can include, don't forget Russell Wilson, right? As a running back, Uh, he's, he can run the ball as well, but you need to have some semblance of a running game. And even teams with iffy offensive lines, find a way to at least get the ball in the running backs hands, whether it's screen passes or draw plays or all sorts of ways to get a, get a running game going. And, if you're going to get blanked every single week running the football, well, then you're not going to win as many games as you think.
0: No, especially as, you know, and, 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 and <laughs> we're in the great Northwest, so we can expect rain here within the next couple to later today. We should be we having a week some of rain, rain coming. Here, you know, yeah. so once it gets to October and into November and it gets cold, you're not going to be – Russell Wilson isn't throwing the ball down the field. You know, you've got to be able to run the ball and move the chains. And that's where I think the Seahawks are are, are going to fall on their face this year, because if they can't do that, and they do have to play a Green Bay who knows how to score, and they do have to play um, uh, the, the, the Patriots in, in, in the in the in the Super Bowl or something like, I just don't think they have what it takes to to win at that point.
1: We got a text here from our one of our P ones, Jay Money, one of the original P ones. Uh, isn't it, isn't it the same thing we say every year about the Seahawks and they still make the playoffs? No, well, of course.
0: We, well, I mean, not at this point. Like, especially not having Marshawn Lynch.
1: I still I still think they'll make the
0: playoffs. Yeah, they'll still make the playoffs because number one, their division is terrible. Um, they still have one of the better defenses in all of football. It's just that on the offensive end, all the pressure is on Russell Wilson's shoulders. Like it's Russell Wilson or bust, and that's I don't think you can really win a Super Bowl like that. I just don't. A lot had to go right for them to win that Super Bowl against uh, the or against the Broncos, you know. A big, uh, a big t- uh, return at the t- by somebody who's not wasn't even there the next year. Like this, only game he played. What's my man's name? I can't even remember. He had the big uh, kick return against you guys in the Super Bowl. He, then he's out of the league like the next year. Oh God, I totally I, forgot. I can't even remember. I can't even remember my man's name spaces like that, but Peyton Manning played terribly in that game. The defense was nowhere to be found in that game. Like, there's a lot that had to go right for the Seahawks to go ahead and win that first Super Bowl for them. But, I I mean, I'm I'm looking at this team, and this is definitely not the same team. This is a really good
1: defense, but not the same team at all. Uh, Rashad, you're about to get a good highlight pop-up once the Ravens decide to score this touchdown. There it is. Terrence West running it in for the Ravens. Gronk got a 53-yard touchdown reception. Gronkowski did? Yeah, he did. Hey. And as Jesse likes to say, don't listen to Matthew Berry. Berry said, be careful starting Gronk today. They've got, they're got you going to run out of three tight end sets. I,
2: if you if you hear Matthew Berry, I'm going to go ahead and say 75% of the time, just go the opposite direction. You'll do well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: Matthew Berry, he, he was wrong a lot
1: last week.
2: So. Now, granted, he was um, saying, hey, be patient with Martavis Bryant, which I was. Mark Davis Bryant, 27-yard
1: touchdown. touchdown. On my defense, which was depressing, but that's okay. Um, yeah, sorry. We're also watching Red Zone here while we're talking about the offenses. And uh, one thing, though, I will say about the Seahawks, and, the, and that's what Jay Money is right about, they will make the playoffs. Absolutely. And once in the playoffs, anything goes. Happen. Anything goes. Anything can happen. And that is uh, – that, that, that's like a certainty, right? Because you don't really trust the rest of – The division, the Cardinals are not very good, especially now that they lost David Johnson for half the season. Uh, Carson Palmer is getting old and their, their defense didn't look as good as I thought it would, especially late in the game against the lions last week. Uh, The Rams are the Rams. We may believe in Cooper cup here, but they're the, they're the LA Rams. They're going to be bad. And the Niners are even worse. So this is the Seahawks division. And unless they have a massive, massive failure, Across the board on defense as well, they're still going to win the division. Is the
0: NFC West as bad as the AFC East?
1: It's worse. Yeah, no, it's it's bad.
0: The AFC East is ooh, that's beautiful. Clearly, you got two teams trying to tank right now. So, I mean, I think I think they might be second. We talked about a lot about the NS or the AFC South. I don't know, man. I'm thinking the NFC West might be AFC South second, is pretty bad. So uh, the, they might be the second worst <laughs> division in football. Oh, it's isn't probably that bad is. though that we yeah. found
1: three divisions that are almost equally as bad? Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I mean, it.
2: it yeah, it is what it is. It, it, you have over here on the West Coast some really bad football teams, and you you know, all it takes really for the A um, the NFC West to become a really muddled situation is one bad hit on Russell Wilson, and as we know, like. The last couple of years, because of that offensive line, he's gotten dinged up. Oh yeah, and and it it's not hard to believe that that could happen again. This might be the worst offensive line they've had yet with Russell Wilson. They just keep ignoring that that unit, and it 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 just comes to the the fact that you could see another team like an Arizona Cardinals. You know, they have all the pieces. Uh, like make this a muddled situation if Russell Wilson gets hurt. So. I mean, it is their division to win, but at the same time, you got to keep Russell Wilson healthy, and that is—I I wouldn't say 100% of a, a sure thing. A couple of
1: texters have helped us on the Bridgeport Bears text line. It was Percy Harvin. Uh, that was the guy who ran the Percy kickoff. Percy Harvin, thank you. I just there we go. His name. And, uh, Out of the
0: league like the next year.
1: This text also: The Seahawks playing, win nine games, win NFC West, keep the D Stars and Russell Wilson healthy till February. Exactly, because once you get into the playoffs, if you have a good defense, you got a chance to win any of those games. All right, coming up next, it is time for Hate It or Love It. Uh, we do it every single week. The winner, it is a competition, gets to host the last segment. But first, Jesse has Sports Center. <laughs> Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Just saw this crazy football stat before we get to hate it or love it on Twitter. San Diego State in its last 27 games is 24-3. and three. It trails only two teams in the country, Alabama and Clemson, for wow. best record. Really? Yep. They just beat Stanford this week. Oh, shout out to San Diego State. Yeah. Shout out to San Diego State. They had the the Humphrey guy last year, right? The running back who was really good. Like, was the leading rusher all time in college football or something setting the record last year um i don't know how he's doing i think that was his name
2: i don't know how he's doing in the nfl Uh, he's i i believe in
1: philly he got drafted right yeah Yeah. all right this is hater love it Uh, we do it every single week at this time there is a point system so if you hear mario sound effects that means that we are getting or losing points we also have a time we have to do all these takes in one minute and we'll hear a little timer sound as we keep going Uh, i won last week so rashad gets to answer the questions first jesse go ahead and get started
2: all right. Uh, wow. Thursday night football. Now, is that some awesome, awesome, awesome football to watch or what? Man, it was the best game I've ever seen. Oh, man. So, so exciting. exciting. So, uh, we had the Cincinnati Bengals and the Houston Texans there in week two of Thursday night football. Uh, we've already had our first coach firing of the year offensive the coordinator. Offensive firing. coordinator. Yes, it is a coach. Obviously. Just not want to uh, trick people in thinking head coach. No, no. But that does take us into our question. Nice segue there. Marvin Lewis. Boy, has mm. that guy been on the hot seat forever. It might just be scalding hot at this point following um, an epically bad start to a season. Love or hate, Marvin Lewis won't finish the season as the head coach for the Bengals. <laughs>
0: hate. He'll definitely finish the season as the head coach of the Bengals. If they're going to let Marvin Lewis go, it's going to be at the end of the season, but we've been saying this for the past like eight seasons. Marvin Lewis must have some dirt on his owner, because for whatever reason, no matter how bad they are, he just continues to have a job. You think about some of the nut jobs that have came through Cincinnati, and he's still been able to keep his job after. How do you not win if you have guys like Ocho Cinco? How do you not win if you have T.J. Hushmanzada? How do you not win if you have Carson Palmer for that time you've had time after time after time to show that you're good and it's not that we we've talked oft quite often about the Bengals having among one of the best rosters in all of football offensively and defensively and for whatever reason they can't win playoff games they can't win on uh on on primetime tv the Bengals are just a uh an s show and they have been forever and it starts with the culture we talk so much on the show about culture and changing cultures of teams and the culture that marvin lewis has created is just one of like Tra la la. Do whatever you want to. As long as you come on Sunday and kind of perform for us. You have all you have a job here, Pac-Man Jones. You have a job here. Uh um what's what's the crazy linebackers, right? The Vontez, Is it perfect? Yeah. So I mean, I think Marvin Lewis will be fired at the end of the season. I don't think they're gonna mess up the locker room that bad by firing him midseason.
1: Uh I also hate it, and here's the reason why. It's really, really stupid, I think, to fire your head coach early in the season. So I agree with Rashad that it'll probably be at the end if they do fire him. However, he just fired his offensive coordinator. And when there's an offensive coordinator switch, you will see a switch in how the offense plays. Cincinnati has talented players on their offense. It's not this bad. They have not scored a touchdown in two games, both of them at home. That's awful. Got A.J. Green. But last year, their offensive coordinator, Zampezi, remember, they didn't play well last year. They had a bad record, so he wasn't a good offensive coordinator. They're getting their quarterback coach in there to be the OC now. Dalton's not this bad. They've got three solid running backs in Jeremy Hill, Joe Bernard, and Joe Mixon. They've got A.J. Green, like Rashad just said. They have Tyler Eifert. They have good players. They should not be this bad of an offense. So I think making the switch now was a smart decision by Marvin Lewis. To hopefully give some life into the offense because the defense actually is playing pretty well. And frankly, as much as you want to talk crap about him, he made the playoffs like six times. He may be 0-6,
2: but he made the playoffs six times. So he at least is a good enough coach for that. All righty. Let's move on to uh, a little bit of an overreaction. Let's do an overreaction to week one. And let's go down to L.A. Where the Rams Blew out the Indianapolis Colts. That was a beauty of the game for everybody. just destroyed them. They they looked like the New England Patriots should have looked like in Week One. Love or hate. Now this is going to be a defensive minded question. The addition of Wade Phillips mm. at the end of the season will have the Rams' defense as a top ten unit.
0: Oh, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hate it. I think they will be much better, though. I could definitely see the Rams becoming a top 15 defense. I think there are – we talked bad about offensive lines – there are a lot of really good defenses in the NFL. It just starts with the Seahawks, and then you can move down to the Chiefs and some other guys. But uh, Wade Phillips was a huge, huge addition. We actually talked about this, Lynch and I, before the show last week as we talked about some of the guys that were really going to impact their division the most. I think Wade Phillips is the one guy in the NFC West that's going to completely change the way we think about the, the, the Rams organization now. The one thing we know is they, they've got an okay quarterback at this point, a young quarterback. We know they've got a kind of a stud uh, rookie wide receiver and then you throw in Sammy Watkins the offensive part is okay the Rams are finally start look like they're starting to get back to that defensive uh, juggernaut that they used to be when the NFC West was incredibly full of defenses top to bottom so I think Wade Phillips, that's what he does he wasn't a great offensive uh, head coach when he was with the Cowboys, he's a phenomenal defensive coordinator so that's exactly what I think he's going to do is come in there and really again change that culture of the defense so I think Wade Phillips will have the much better,
1: not top 10 though I'm going to go love. I'm going to go love. And here's the very simple reason why. Six of their games are against the Seahawks, the Niners, and the Cardinals. Those are all three terrible offenses in the NFL right now. And... They, you forget about the good players in the Rams. And I, I love Wade Phillips. He's a very good defensive coordinator. And uh, he's he's moved around a lot. I know he kind of tends to fall out of favor after a while. But at least early on with his teams, he kind of gets them to play above their expectations. Aaron Donald back from his holdout. He's playing. They've got Robert Quinn. They've got Alec Ogletree. They've got Mark Barron. They've got Connor Barwin. They've got good linebackers and pass rushers. Now, they do not have the best secondary. They've got a decent corner in Tremaine Johnson, but that's where I think some of their bad experiences on defense is going to be. They've got a great front seven. Their secondary is a bit iffy. So I think they'll still give up some yards. It might be borderline top 10, but because of the fact that they play those bad offenses throughout the year uh, in their own division, and that they've got a lot of good pass rushers. I think that Wade Phillips and his defense will finish top 10 this year down in LA.
2: All right. Um, do you guys want to go uh, to Indy or to Houston? Mm. Mm. I'll go to Houston. I'll we'll go to Houston. All I right. want, Houston. I don't want to talk about the Colts. All right. All right. Well, you know, um, it was going to be an interesting thing. Uh, uh, oh, there's Hogan. Um, I, I, I was listening to some Cleveland radio, so I'll just kind of give you a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, I like. Lo- I like to listen to other cities. <laughs> other city sports radio. <laughs> So anyways, I was listening to some Cleveland sports radio and they were they were talking about basically um, we have enough picks to go get Andrew Luck. Why don't we go do that? Basically going to Indy to make a a trade they couldn't refuse with all their picks. But we'll move to Houston. Um, Watson, Deshaun Watson. Boy, he's uh, he had his first start. He had some interesting. (laughs) He was something. He was something. uh, Not necessarily most accurate with his football. Um, definitely had moments where he didn't look great. He had moments where he looked really good running the ball, love or hate. Watson looks more like an RG three and Vince young than he does a Marcus Mariota. Uh,
0: love. No shoot. Uh, <laughs> don't delay. Don't delay. Uh, I, 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 Six I hate, seconds in I already. I love it. Um, I, I look at what RG three was able to do uh, with his legs, at least for the time that he was actually, uh, actually good. RG three was just one of the dudes. He was just he's refused to do things the coach's way, and so it, it kind of cost him a lot. Um, I think, I think Deshaun Watson is actually very good, though. I, think he's, I don't think he's good as Marcus Mariota. I think that's saying a lot because I think we all believe Marcus Mariota is going to be great in the NFL. I think Deshaun Watson is one of those guys who's going to be a very, very good quarterback. I think Vince Young is even kind of a, I don't want to say, that's not giving him enough credit because Vince Young was good for a couple years. I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a great career. He's already, he's got one of the top 10 receivers in the league. He's got a top 15 running back. Uh, he's got a great defense and a, and a maybe a guy that should be the face of the league, J.J. Watt. Um, you look around and everything is set up for him to be incredibly successful. Sometimes the best quarterbacks don't necessarily play for the best teams, but I think he's got everything set up around him for him to be incredibly successful. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's
2: going to be,
1: I don't think he's as good as Mario, though so you said love or hate he's more like rg3
2: he's more answer? like rg3 more like vince young i mean th- those are guys that had like well, great rookie seasons but never acclimated to the nfl game i'm gonna say hate and it's simply because of how he played
1: in uh in college football uh in his career rg3 and vince young were running first quarterbacks at baylor and at texas they ran the ball first they threw the ball second deshaun watson has always been at clemson a throw the ball first quarterback now i think the fact that he had that crazy 55 yard touchdown run on thursday night that's an outlier he's not a guy who's going to look to run the ball that much that was a oh my god the pocket broke down i'm going to run forward he broke like six tackles it was a pretty crazy run um but he is a throwing quarterback now part of the problem is that the texans best offensive lineman is still holding out And that's going to hurt him as a passer because he's constantly being pressured from the left side. I think Dwayne Brown is his name, the left tackle in Houston. But um, he's actually, when, when I've watched him throw the football, he hasn't been super accurate yet, but he has the right mindset for it. I've seen him make decent throws. He's made decent decisions. They haven't been the perfect throws. But remember, he wasn't even supposed to start right away. He was supposed to be the backup. And Tom Savage played so poorly in week one, they threw him in there and they actually wound up winning the game. And Deshaun Watson played well. So, I'm going to say he's going to be more of a Marcus Mariota type where he'll pass first and run second. I don't know if he'll be as good as Mariota, but that'll be his type as a quarterback. So we got a problem.
2: We're tied again? We're tied. All right, rapid fire. So I guess go. I guess we're going to uh, Cleveland and the Colts. Okay. I kind of gave you guys a little peek behind the door on that right before this question. Basically, um, Cleveland has a ridiculous amount of draft picks. Um, they could offer a couple first round picks this year. They could offer a second round, uh, first round pick next year. They could offer a couple second round picks this year. They could offer second round picks next year. Basically, they could make an offer that is almost incredible, like almost impossible to refuse for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, in- as far as to trade for Andrew Luck, love or hate the Indianapolis Colts with all their holes, should think about and thinking about the quarterback class that we have coming in should make a trade and send Andrew Luck to the Cleveland Browns. Do we have, what, 30 seconds for this one? Yeah, really we'll, we'll do 30 seconds.
0: All right, Man, I, I hate it. Number one, uh... You have no idea what you're gonna get from the NFL draft. You could get a, a, a really great quarterback. Oops. You could end up. Sorry, that was supposed
2: to be that. Oh, I was about to right. say you could. End
0: up, you could end up getting um, the, the next Cam Newton. You could end up with Jamarcus Russell. Andrew Luck is the a, a great of a as best of a, as good of a short thing as you're going to find in the NFL. Find another quarterback that's able to do more with less. We talk about Russell Wilson and the fact that he has to carry the load. Here's another guy without an offensive line, without outside of T.Y. Hilton, without another great receiver, for whatever reason throws. 4,000 yards every single year. You know what I'm saying? So here's a guy that knows what he's doing. Play with a ruptured spleen. Play with the messed up shoulder. You don't find guys that are tougher than Andrew Luck. So if the if the Colts are smart, which we found out that they are not at points, they will keep their franchise quarterback. You're not going to find better than Elway.
1: Uh, I love it. I think the Colts should totally look at this because their problems are literally all over the field. Uh, getting Andrew Luck back will not fix the fact that they have bad everything else. They have no offensive line. They have an aging running back. They have a really bad defense. The Colts need everything so if the browns want to get andrew luck now i also don't think the browns should do this because andrew luck has been often injured and they might have found somebody with kaiser who's actually looked pretty good minus the interception in this game um i think they should the colts should do this if this is ever presented to them they need draft picks like crazy they need to redo this team like crazy and they can find a quarterback jesse's right in this year's draft because they're going to be awful this year with andrew luck being hurt i think that would be the perfect move for the indianapolis colts
2: well, you guys both did really good in that rapid fire round. Maybe we should do that more often. Uh, although we've been doing that, you guys, um, but we just run out of time. You did run out of time. You you guys did really good in that. But with that being said, the winner goes to Rashad. Woo! Damn. All right.
1: I was going for another three straight but wins, but you know what, here.
0: Lynch? We actually will talk about David Johnson Let's because do
1: it. I actually told people to not
0: draft David Johnson first overall because I figured something like that would happen.
1: All right. Well, Rashad hosts the last segment next about David Johnson on Football Sunday on the Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
0: It is good to hear that music. I mean, I know it's only been. I do like it. I know it's only been like two weeks, but still,
1: it's always great to hear.
0: (laughs) 1051, Football Sunday, right here on the fan.
1: Buccaneers look good. The, the Bears look, look, look bad. I don't know which one you want to go with. And, but.
0: Um, uh, well, the Bears always look bad, so that goes without saying. I'm hoping they throw it to Deshaun Watson or
1: Deshaun uh, Jackson. It doesn't look like they're going to do that. They should probably – he probably should have laid out for that play.
2: He might have caught it if he had dove for the, the catch. He was <laughs> that's open that's in the end zone. That's not what my guy does. Got to put a, in the effort, man. Got to put in the effort.
1: That's not a part of his M.O. It's to
2: lay on the ground
1: well for So it. can the Titans offense start doing things, please? It's been two weeks, and they're barely doing anything. I have both Mariota and DeMarco Murray.
2: Come on. I, I benched Murray this week. Well, look at you being yeah. smart. Well, you know, C.J. Anderson, Kareem Hunt. I didn't have Marco that luxury. Murray, Dalvin Cook. I have an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, you do. I'm not Dollar sure Hook who you played Cook did not look with. good, though. He did not look good. The, oh, you mean with that? The Vikings offensive line is bad. The, it is, but he still ran for 127, 28 yards.
1: Yeah. He looked bad, though. I
2: can't catch a break today. I don't think Dalvin Cook looked bad. I think the offensive line looked bad, and he looked good despite a bad offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody who won't be playing at all
0: because apparently their wrist is broken, and so they'll be out for the next six weeks or so?
1: Uh, it's six to ten, I think. Six it to ten
0: weeks, so possibly more than half the season. And that's Cardinals running back David Johnson, whom I told – people. I just, I don't know why. I just said I wasn't high on David Johnson this year. Maybe it was because he's had his two really great years in fantasy football. It seems like with running backs, they get two really good years, maybe three really good years of fantasy football, and then it just kind of, you know, goes down the drain. We saw that one year Eddie Lacy was really, really good. Uh, We saw that those couple years that David Johnson's really good. Le'Veon's been kind of up and down because of some injuries and suspensions and stuff like that. Like, I don't think anybody, any running back gets Remember when uh, Shady McCoy was the first running back that you would take in fantasy football? You know, it changes every single year. He's so, still a good running back, though.
1: He's still a good running he's back. He's been surprisingly stable for a guy who's been good for so many
0: years. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the thing about uh, Shady is he hasn't been as hurt. There was a time where he was he was kind of getting dinged up a lot. But, well, that's
2: why he stopped becoming, you know, a first-round pick and, you know, started falling into the second round is those soft tissue injuries. And he's actually surprisingly Healthy, He's I mean, despite every, like, last year he even had some weeks where he was like, oh, he's a little dinged up, but he still managed to get out on the field. He's he's become a tougher player, it seems.
0: Yeah, so well, but, David
1: Johnson's out, though.
0: Yeah, what does this do to, uh, number one, if you're in fantasy, if you drafted him first overall on your
1: fantasy team, how pissed are you Ouch! that you lost him for the next possible Yeah, it was that decision between him and Le'Veon Bell, and I heard some people go, it's not even a choice. It's David Johnson, and I took Bell first. And here's the cold part. It that, sucks when he gets, I mean, like, that's not, your fault though, like it's uh, it's unfair that he would get hurt, right? Like it kind of sucks, but that's
0: I didn't even—I'd
1: never even thought
0: about taking hey, David Cowan. Johnson first overall, and I had the first pick in my well, what was going to be my other league that I had to you know bow out of because of you know some family stuff. But I, if that, he wasn't even on, on my radar. I was gonna take like most people, most smart people,
1: Le'Veon Bell. I don't think there's any losing. No, and he uh, he he has missed games every single. Every single year, a couple of games a year, but he's way more steady, I thought. Or at least I I felt safer with him than – because I like the Steelers' offense better than the Cardinals' offense. But it just – it sucks. It's like you have the number one pick. You're excited because you have David Johnson. He's been amazing the last two years. And it's not like he was playing poorly. He just got hurt, right? And yeah. that that it's rough but that's that's fantasy but That's football, the, right? just the nature of
0: of fantasy football sometimes you know like, the Cardinals
1: now have to go to Kerwin Williams and they re-sign Chris Johnson and guess what you as a fantasy owner you're going to Kerwin Williams and you're going Andre Ellington and you're trying your best to find a a replacement for him <laughs> which sucks because you know there's not a lot
0: of great running backs in in football you know a, a lot of the guys the top 10 guys they're typically gone you know by the time you know you really need somebody else not a lot of guys in the waiver wire like if we look right now on most people's waiver wire you're you're going to see names like hold on let's take a look.
1: Well this week it was Tarek Cohen and Kerwin Williams and the guys who weren't drafted that were the it was the feeding frenzy. So that all the guys who were supposed to be good Cohen by the way fumbled but all the guys who were supposed to be good got picked up on waivers this week now you're back to the trash heap. Now you're oh. back to the hopeful uh, maybe someone gets hurt and you can find well, a backup. And my league Rex
0: uh Burkhead is you available. Probably, you should probably add him. And he's getting added right now. The question is, <laughs> which of these terrible people do I drop? And I think it's going to be Devin Funches. Oh yeah. You should drop Devin Funches. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I well, like I said, I feel really bad for any, any Cardinal fan because the Cardinals are one of those teams. I think everybody, I don't think I've never ever heard anybody say a bad word about the Cardinals. About Bruce Arians, about Carson Palmer, about Larry Fitzgerald, Patrick Peterson, like everybody kind of just likes the Cardinals or respects them for whatever reason. So I, think I don't know if a lot it's of people...
1: liking. I think it's a, it's a general apathy about yeah. the Cardinals. Well, I
0: don't even know if it's an apathy because the Cardinals have been good. Like this, I mean, they're not good now, but they were a playoff team last year. They were a playoff team the year before that in the NFC Championship game. So the Cardinals have been a legit team. So, you know, it, it kind of sucks that they lost the running back.
1: Uh, there he is on the screen right now with his broken wrist and his uh, baby girl on his lap. That's kind of a cute picture, actually. Yeah, that's, that's adorable. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. We'll be back next week, same time, 9 to 11 a.m. Seahawks once again have the 1 o'clock game next week. It looks like the following week, I will, we'll update you next week for sure. Uh, it looks like we might be doing our 8 to 9.30 show the following week as the Seahawks have a night game, which usually means we'll play two NFL games starting at uh, 10 o'clock with a 9.30 pregame here on the fan. So we'll let you know for sure next week when we find that out, but that's how it's looking. 9 to 11 next week, 8 to 9.30 the following week. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for texting us your fantasy questions. Uh, at the Bridgeport Beer's text line at 55305. Hopefully you guys win this week, and uh, that'll do it for us. Thanks so much for listening. Have a very good Sunday, and enjoy the cooler weather while you got it.
2: Omaha! 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 Omaha!
0: This one's for Pat!